0: listeners to another episode of Hanging in the Hangar. It's been a while. Uh, Davis canceled on us. He's in Taiwan. Where are you, Davis? <laughs> Davis, come back. It's in a different country like every probably every other week. Perspective. To- Perspective. Exactly. We're here with uh, Daniel Meek, and if you couldn't tell by the voice, we've got William Merritt here, Nashville local. Hello there. Great. Uh, Will, great to have you on. Um, kind of one of the main reasons we've got you on is... Uh, been going through this book club that daniel started if you want to talk a little bit about that daniel
1: yeah i think that um it so book club was just paulson's idea um shout out paulson i think i i've been telling paulson i want to find a way to get um just young adult men off by themselves um just kind of get in a group be able to talk through things uh it's not. It, so the group is not even like. It's not a masculinity like focused group. We're just going through right. different books. Um, Paulson suggested. C- uh, Crossway has a um, a series called short uh, short studies in biblical theology, and Paulson suggested. Hey, this sounds like a pretty cool title. It was called the Serpent and the Serpent Slayer, and um, so just a biblical theology of serpents and snakes and dragons in the bible um and that was pretty cool and so we finished that book pretty quickly and just uh started going through our second book which is called um the city of god and the goal of creation it's another one of the biblical studies or yeah biblical theology books and um yeah it's it's been really cool so far it's just really talking so far about um cities and God's purpose in creation which is yeah. the title Sounds, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's been cool it's been fun it's I don't think it's something that we expect like uh, tens of twenties of people to show up at it's been really good to, to have Saturday morning with you guys just um, hanging out talking through some book stuff
0: yeah we'll been pretty consistent with it so we figured we'd yeah. have them come on and we could talk a little about it and some other topics we've got for today um so <clears throat> what do you think that you took out of the book either the Serpent and Serpent Slayer or the new one that we've just started
2: Well um little disclosure in the new one <laughs> <You> <laughs> I was it. out of town last week Fair. Not oh, yeah. an excuse but I haven't um, <laughs> I haven't started it I'll so get there exposed myself but I love the topic already in the new one um and I'm excited for this week The other book though like I loved like I thought I just thought it was interesting the way they kind of frames the whole Bible and like all of these these kind of villains popping up over and over again and they mm-hmm. all kind of reflect the original like serpent yeah sort of um, narrative in, in Genesis, which I didn't really think about when I read through the Bible, but mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's also reflected I think the beginning of the book was cool because it talked about it with the end in mind, like it started with Revelation basically and it was saying like, um, if I remember correctly that like the dragon at the end is trying to consume the child of the woman. And I think the woman kind of represents the, either the church or, like, the body of Christ or whatever. No, um, not the woman, but the child is, like, the church. Mm-hmm. And so the dragon's, like, trying to destroy, like, um, the church or Jesus, I guess. I don't know. Now I'm getting mixed up. But it it's, it's one things. of those things. One of those things. Yeah. 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 Basically, though, the dragon is kind of reflecting the serpent mm-hmm. from the beginning. That's like, kind of deceiving. Um, And there's also, like, the Leviathan in Job that's kind of, like, a similar idea Mm -hmm. of, like, okay, this is an ancient creature that's, like, always out to get us. And then in the same way, too, you have Pharaoh and Herod, like, in Mm -hmm. the Bible, both of which are trying to basically snuff out God's plan. Like, they're trying to—basically, he's trying to kill Moses, right? Pharaoh's trying to kill Moses because he's going to, like, bring the Israelites out of Mm -hmm. slavery, and that'll be the line that Jesus comes mm. from later on. And then Herod does the exact same thing, mm. like trying to snuff out um, Jesus himself by killing all the, like, under twos or whatever in Bethlehem. But it's like, I just thought it was so cool seeing that same theme yeah. come up over and over again and then show up again in Revelations, mm-hmm. like the dragon's trying to kill the child.
0: Um, yeah, you have those two themes uh, that kind of says <clears throat> the two types of snakes are the serpent, which is like a deceiver figure. So you think, like... The serpent in the garden um and then you think uh the dragon is yeah. like a devour devourer um and it's trying to destroy and and kill and there's like the two tactics that like the enemy will use against christians is deception and devouring mm-hmm. um and just like how that is presented in the bible in different places uh and kind of sum that up perfectly with the examples you gave um but I think it's great, and it kind of also connects it to uh, other works of, like, fiction, uh, like Narnia yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, the Basilisk and Harry Potter and Voldemort. And, like, a serpent doesn't necessarily have to be just um, the the like, creature, but it can be people. It's like people. And, like, it goes through, like, how you can recognize that in the Bible of different people who have portrayed the serpents yeah. in yeah. these stories.
1: Yeah, I thought it was cool to think about uh the 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 majority of history if you're talking about just Satan, he has presented himself more as as the deceptive deceiver mm-hmm. and then when you think of um Satan as in like working through other things it's been mostly like kingdoms or empires that have yeah. like almost devo- like to devour god's people mm-hmm. so like egypt. Babylon Assyria Chaldeans Herod like all over these and over yeah and over again. and over and over again it's like kill the lion kill the lion kill the lion because mm-hmm. Satan knows his end is in the seed of the woman yeah and so flash yes. forward to revelation you know at the very beginning of the book to say the 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 dragon is waiting for the birth of the woman to devour her seed yeah and it's like you see in Revelation the seed is the church. Mm-hmm. And and, and in, in Genesis 3, the seed is eventually Jesus. Right. And so Satan has these interactions with Jesus where he's trying to deceive because he can't devour God. Uh, it's just, it's really interesting, really cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that, and actually we had a good conversation about that the other day. It's kind of un, somewhat unrelated, but about the temptation of Jesus mm-hmm. in the Bible study yesterday, Kyle, where yeah. with um, Stephen Simmons. I forget what we were saying about it, but it was basically like, um, it was along the metaphor lines of, like, Jesus not accepting the quality of God to be grasped. And I feel yeah. like, Satan's, like, trying to get him to, like, grasp onto power, grasp onto whatever. Yeah. And he's, like, he's just, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. And it's and we were talking about, too, counting... Paul was saying, I count all of my righteousness as loss. Yeah. And I thought that was cool, like... And this isn't really connected with the book, but it's just, like, an interesting thing. The temptation of Jesus like, okay, he could have, like, grabbed that yeah. power or whatever but he, he kind of counted mm-hmm. his own righteousness as loss in a way kind of like Paul says he's Yeah, like, Paul's listening oh I'm the perfect like mm-hmm. you know I was, I was born a Jewish you know heritage I'm a Pharisee I, I persecuted the unfaithful and all this stuff in an interesting way like Jesus could have said like oh I'm the son of God like I'm like I have everything perfect but then even when Satan tempts him and he is perfect he's like okay yeah like there's that deception loss
0: of like overly righteousness um, yeah. like pride like, the, the what you're saying is, like, the the Satan comes and tries to tempt Jesus with power. He's like, oh, I'll give you kingdoms. Um, yeah. Daniel, it looks like you have something you have to say. <laughs> no,
1: no. Um, I was gonna, I was, I was finding a list of, you'd asked me to talk a little bit about book club, just in general. And I was like, me and Paulson had this text thread where we, I was going back and forth proposing names nice. for, um. <laughs> Our men's book study, and it were all like acronym stuff. I was just looking at some of it and laughing. Do you guys want to hear some? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, mate, M A T E, men advancing in theology and enlightenment.
0: Let's go. let The Australian. <laughs> yeah.
1: Meet, M E E T. Men Engaged in Exploring Theology. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Paulson responded, uh, Could start with a G or a D, like guys or dudes. That's all <laughs> <of> my suggestions have <laughs> been men. So like mend. Nice. Men Embracing Noble Discourses. <laughs> <laughs> or right. grace. Guys reading about Christ in eternity. Yams. Young Yams. Adult Men Study.
2: Yeah, I'm going with yams. yams. Yams, all right, yams it is. Yams, it's okay. unanimous. You, you guys going to be yams this Saturday? I'll yeah. be at yams. i yeah. I'll well, be actually, we have the
0: uh, late day. Late day. Late day. So none of us will be yams. So
1: no. no yams this weekend. No yams, but this will
0: be out after that. So <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's if right. you're listening to this on Tuesday, when it'll likely come out, there probably will be a book study. There will be yams on the phone. Yeah. Yams, there will be yams. Years. Yeah, uh,
1: everybody uh, out there in listener land, drop down in the comment section and tell us what book we should read next.
0: The Bible. That's a good one. That's all, all of it. I've heard that's a good
1: book. Yeah. That's the There's like 66 <laughs> books. Pretty popular. But yeah, it's a good book. Yeah. It is yeah. a good
0: book. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you want to talk a little bit about the book we're reading now?
1: Um. Yeah, we're, we're only two chapters in. I thought it's been super, super uh, interesting to me, the concept of the Babel Babylon mm-hmm. thing has been the greatest concept. So it's like, essentially God, um, so again, we've already mentioned a little bit about it, but it's, it's the city of God and the goal of creation. Mm-hmm. The city of God, the author starts off with talking about Eden and how Eden is supposed to be through the creation mandate. Um, it's supposed to be, so, so he tells Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So Eden is supposed to be the city that fills the earth, yeah. Um, and and so, but sin enters in, and and Satan kind of wrecks the plan there. Whatever. Um, so then he starts talking about cities, as in like um, he he goes to, and you can maybe fill in some of the gaps, Kyle. He goes to Babel, and he starts talking about how instead of at Babel, instead of uh, spreading out and filling the earth in the creation mandate, what they do is instead of leaving, they they're like, we need to be together. Mm-hmm. If we could be together, we can aspire to be like God or take mm-hmm. over heaven. And so they build up instead of building out. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like we, we can do things our way. They
0: didn't even have elevators yet. No elevators. Not for another, you know, three thousand years. Yeah. We don't Kyle don't. had to come around and
1: yeah. architecture it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know me, I was there. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. You, I'm so old, Daniel. Like, early 1900s elevator <laughs> LA design. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was interesting, like, this idea of, like, building up. is so prevalent now if you look at, like, our major cities. Yeah, um, even here in Nashville. like Yeah, I mean, you and Davis live in the same place. Stacked old. on top yeah. of each other. We're on yeah. Church
2: Street, and it's like, that's a two-lane street. It's like mm-hmm. the smallest street downtown. Yeah. And we've always liked I always liked because it it's kinda it's kinda feels like a neighborhood even though it's you know, it's it's two streets from Broadway, which is can be a mess, you know. But it's like this kinda quaint little two lane street with, you know, trees and stuff on it. And yeah. it's like, okay, this is cool. There's some older buildings on it. But it's like within the past probably a year or two years. Well it really started with the five oh five, super tall glass building, mm-hmm. twenty seventeen. That was the first big one. But like literally this last year there's been like six new glass apartment buildings. Wow. And I think they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if it weren't for the traffic, I would, I mean, that's the only downside Yeah. for me. But it is, it's an interesting metaphor, though, too, because, like, Nashville in particular, I think like we have literally, like, if I drive out of Church Street and I just look around, I can count, like, 20, tra- mm-hmm. 20 cranes, like, just within, like, three blocks. Yeah. Like, if I'm just looking out the windows. Yeah. So I think that it is interesting that the Babel metaphor is, like, a tower because now, like, look at us, we're building all these Mm. massive towers all over even in nashville which is not a big city yeah so. but that's cool yeah um actually i wanted to ask about how it went on saturday because i was yeah. out of town so it was good um it sounds like it was a you good know day. as
0: someone who is in architecture and you yeah have been uh you took architecture in, in your first year yes. of college um i, I think it's, it's something that i find very intriguing to talk about like city building yeah um, yeah, yeah. And Daniel, for someone who owns a house, I'm sure you find it riveting. I find it <laughs> riveting, yes. Yes. Architecture <laughs> and far.
1: building, and I understand all codes and structures and arches and, yeah. yeah. Daniel, A-frames.
2: You invented the arch. or Yeah, b- b- way back in the day. Way back. Yeah. <laughs> we had to figure out how
1: to like build bridges. And 2009. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you stack the blocks in a right way, it'll just hold itself in, and you can yeah. build structures. If you're
0: ever looking for a cheap person to build your house, and you want someone who's going to like straight on code, no deviation, mm. talk to this guy. Daniel Meek. Daniel Meek. I'm there. You can reach
1: out if you I can. I got a miter saw and a, like one of those retractable measuring tapes. That's basically <laughs> That's pretty much all you need. <laughs> Oh yeah, you
0: gotta get a, la- a laser measure. I okay. have a stud finder. Ooh, but for some reason I always, found two studs always... right here. <laughs> oh, Dang it! Oh, I was gonna say for okay. some reason it always points to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's good. Okay, yeah, that's why. Bro, awesome. why is it? Why is this leading me all the way to Paulson right now? <laughs> Dang, what is that about? Oh my gosh, ladies, Paulson is on yeah. Hinge. <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> all right, we'll talk about uh, not about Paulson. Um, but yeah, book club has been great. Saturday morning, guys. If you're looking for something to do at nine a.m. on Saturday, uh, come out West End. Daniel has donuts and coffee. Usually, we're gonna get him mm-hmm. to bring some hot chocolate. If you get some hot, hot chocolate. Coffee. Yeah. Um, and chocolate come read some books. Uh, we'll have some books for you. Uh, come in whenever. People have jo- jumped in halfway through. People have come to like the last meeting. You mm-hmm. don't need to have read the rest of the book to talk about it. Right. That's right. Yep. So. That's right.
2: More the merrier. Great, cool.
1: Uh, well, speaking of uh, serpents and dragons, and world building, and world building, hmm. Will Work has been sleep.
0: telling us about uh, his uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign see. that he does on Wednesdays. If you want right. to us a little bit about that,
2: that's right. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, it's it's been fun. So basically, my brother had this idea. So we have two cousins in Florida that are super into D and D. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just like, we, I don't know. Every time we're in, they're actually like our second cousin, which is funny. Like most people don't know their, don't know their second cousins, but like, mm. they always come over to our grandparents' yeah. house and we're there. And like, they're just total nerds. Like we always kind of nerd about the same things, like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, yeah. you know, all all the greats, you know, Game of Thrones, whatever. Um, and so recently we were like hanging with them like a year or two ago, and they were telling us about D and D, and we were like, dang. Like, my brother in particular, mm. I think he was like, dang, this is super cool. Like we should do this. And one time when I was in Florida, my brother, but like, I don't know where I was. I might have still been in school at USC or something. My brother was there, and, like, he went over to their house, and they had, like, a and d session. And they have, like, a huge group of friends. They're probably, like, 10 or yeah. 15 people, and they were, like, all playing. My brother mm-hmm. joined in, and he was just, like, he's, like, damn, like, we got to do this. So he kind of, we kind of started our own. Um, my brother, like... Well, my brother and I, first of all, we we both like nerd out like really hard on like Lord of the Rings stuff like that. Like we both read the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. I think like two or three times. Wow. And so like it, but and like and also Lord of the Rings, like mm-hmm. to, the other ones too, like Tolkien's unfinished works. Like wow. we both read some of those.
1: So I tried to do the it's, audiobook of the Silmarillion, it, and it, it just, took me to, like yeah. I made it like an hour and a half in, and I was like, <laughs> How many hours left? Can I return this? <laughs>
0: Bro, I did the audiobook for yeah. uh, Harry Potter, and it was one dude who was just doing all the voices, and he was doing his high Hermione voice, and I was like, I'm turning this off. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: props that you've read The Silmarillion yeah. more than twice. It was, I want
2: to say the first time I didn't really mm-hmm. understand most of it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I would, like read it for, it was like a school class, and okay. we, we got to like choose a choice book. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I think we were reading Lord of the Rings in the mm-hmm. class. I was like, you know, I'm going to supplement this. That's awesome. Silmarillion. In, uh, Didn't really grasp anything the first time hmm. except for like a couple cool moments. Yeah. But Indeed. it's like once you start like, the, I don't know, there's like a map in the beginning and then there's like also like a timeline of like all the different characters and like yeah. how they all connect. And like once you start wrapping your head around that, it kind of starts to click. Have you but seen the, so funny book,
0: the movie about Tolkien? Yes. Okay.
1: That was good. That was, yeah. was it a good movie? I never saw it. Yeah, I liked it's got, it.
0: um, gosh, what's that guy's name? Um, Nicholas Nicholas Holt, I believe, and then Lily Collins, yeah, was um, wow Tolkien's wife. But it was good. I watched it on it a good. Tab. Cool. I recommend. Daniel's a big Lord of the Rings guy.
1: I love Lord of the Rings, but I haven't explored t- tons of Tolkien's yeah. other stuff.
0: Yeah, I've, I but took a I mean, class in, in college. We have like a my Christian fellowship just did like a Lord of the Rings class, and mm-hmm. it was mainly That's focused sick. on the Simerillian. Like it's oh, really? like connections to the bible and like how that kind of influenced it that's why i feel
2: like my brother and i described it as like the bible of middle earth because it covers i mean really even by reading lord of the rings that that is the center of the story it's like that's like revelation like all or like that's probably like i feel like lord of the rings is kind of like either the gospels or like revelation or kind of both yeah and everything else like the whole similar is like kind of the rest of it leading up to that so, the
1: Lord of the Rings is still the core. I'm right, right? The Silmarillion yeah. is it reads more, much. It's not like a narrative story; it's, it's more like, like a, a history. Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. There's narratives yes. within more it, hard. but
2: it is it's definitely like kind of like how the yeah. Bible. There's different narratives, like okay, Ruth or Esther or
1: something. I so I found this guy, but it and really we're supposed true. to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Boy, but it. yeah, I, but it was my bad. I got off. I oh. found I found this guy. Um, I was listening to uh, some type of like theological analysis on. C.S. Lewis's book, uh, that hideous strength, which I think is my favorite book by him, Hmm. Uh, but I don't know, it just became my favorite book by him like a couple months ago. Anyways, um, they they were interviewing somebody that calls himself on Twitter the Tolkien professor. Do you know? Have you guys ever? I don't think so. I don't go on Twitter. Okay. Or Um, X as they call it. Or X is that what it is? Elon. Elon. Okay. Father Elon. Papa you Papa. This this interview was from way back. So like yeah. this guy it's called like the Tolkien professor. He has these online classes that are like they were going through Tolkien yeah. stuff and it would be like two hundred and fifty like episodes of him and people like live chatting yes. online and doing analysis on his writing and I'm like, I can't I can't do this. That's but it
2: seems interesting. In depth. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've watched all the no. all of the episodes, yeah. but fair,
3: fair.
0: But uh, yeah, so you're yeah. in a campaign now. Yes. For DMD, do you want to tell us a little bit about like what that is and? It's pretty insane, actually. So my brother's the DM.
2: So if you're not familiar with Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons, um, the DM is the guy that basically like kind of moves the story forward. He's kind of like the author in a way. Mm-hmm. And then the everyone else playing are basically the characters in the story. So it'd be like the DM's kinda like, you know, say Tolkien or something and then like but then you all create your own character. So it's like I can create a guy that's kinda like, you know, a mix of like, okay, maybe he's kinda like this character in fiction or he's like my own guy that I kinda like choose. But then there's also like a rule book. And so there's classes and races. And this is what's cool is like basically most fantasy is based off Tolkien. And or like old legends and stuff like that but like it's all the same it's like you can be an elf you can be like a you can be a man you can be there's a few other like ones like obviously doors and stuff there's like halflings like clearly like a hobbit okay so you can like choose all those things there's a few unique ones that are not in Tolkien and stuff too but um, and then you choose like a class so you choose like okay my guy's gonna be a mage so he's like really good with magic or like my guy's gonna be like a scout and he like kind of sneaks around he like does stuff. Okay. And so like um my current character that I created. So th- we we like went all in. So my guy is Sir Galen Kane. Okay. He's uh he is a, a half elf paladin. So paladins are cool. They're like they're, they they kind of use magic but they're like they're ma- mainly like warriors so they yeah. they like wield like a big sword or something like that. So um he he wields like a two-handed sword. And he's a paladin, so he's, he has to swear, like, paladins swear an oath to, like, a deity. So my guy swears an oath, that, like, the deity. You can make up your own deities, or they have a list of them. Yeah. My guy just, like, he serves the protector. I just, like,
0: made up the name. And he's basically, like, in the in the lore in my head, the protector isn't, like, God himself, but he's, like, kind of, like, an archangel type
2: guy. He's, like, he, like, his whole thing is, like, defending others and, like, protecting. So the that's my, that's what my guy serves. Um, but enough about my character the, the story that my brother is like creating um, is really insane like he's got like a whole world mapped out like he drew a map mm-hmm. um, we started off so it was like me my brothers, two of my brothers best friends so it's like we're the three players and we started off in person like up in Minneapolis we were like, we had a guys weekend and we were like hey we're, this is where I'm going to start it but we continued every week on Zoom pretty much every Wednesday so like if, if I say like if someone invites me something Wednesday night, and I say, hey, sorry, I have something Wednesday night, like, I can't make it, and I haven't told you what that is, <laughs> this is what it is, and actually, like, even a night, like, a situation like that, I was like, dang, do I tell him I'm just, like, gonna be nerding out, and I like, can't go, or, <laughs> I just, or I just say, I'm oh, sorry, I got something, like, Wednesday night, yeah. like, I'm gonna be over on, um, yeah, it's
1: it's, good time. I'm so envious of that culture, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. like, drawn to that culture, mm-hmm. um, and I just know in my heart of hearts that I'll never experience that, like, <laughs> Daniel... We'll make sure. September 21st.
0: We'll plan a and d party just for you. Mm.
1: I, I probably won't be there. Uh,
0: we'll change it to a different day.
1: So can I, can I ask a couple questions? Yes. So what, yes. so, didn't they just come out with a Dungeons & Dragons movie?
0: Yes. I heard about that. Christmas
2: I have not was good. seen it. I like I've heard people that were yeah. D&D. So I know a,
1: a couple years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, they tried to come out with one, and it was a bust. It was a closet. Yeah. It was like, so is really there, is there like a first storyline to Dungeons and Dragons? Because you said yeah. you can make up your own story. So question. then isn't, isn't any story like, yeah. So that's it's really,
2: and actually it didn't make sense to me okay. either before I played it. This is, we've only been doing it since I think January. So I'm like pretty new to it too. But like, honestly, like if you had asked me in December, like what it is, I'd be like, I know what it is, but I have no idea how it works. <laughs> And then our first session... Yeah. Charlie was the DM, my brother, so he had, like, researched a lot of it, and he was... He kind of was explaining it to us, the players. Okay. Okay, we're going to have this campaign, we're going to go on. And so he he basically based his... On like one of the basic campaigns, okay. so there's like basic so there's a lore, there's story like a genesis type. Okay. There's like a there's a general lore. There's yeah. But like you can really customize it. So mm-hmm. he really he wanted to really make it his own story. Okay. So he like kind of very vaguely followed the plot points. Okay. But he totally changed the names, totally changed the setting, and then kind of created a totally different plot out yeah. of it. Yeah.
0: Like they have like books you can use to like if yes. you don't know how to create a campaign, they have ones you can follow. Yeah. It's like you can find stuff online. I know people will, like customize things heavily towards like, oh, this is gonna be a completely different setting, like futuristic, yeah. or you're gonna be um, like pirate ship or something like that, where everything kind of all the rules are still intact, but all the names are kind of different, the locations are different. Exactly. Um, yeah. But like a big thing that I love about D&D and I played a couple times here and there yeah. is the dice and the idea of like you're kind of rolling your luck, and it just creates just some of the most fun scenarios of like. Oh no, I rolled a one. This is going to go very poorly.
1: Happens to me like every time. So what does is, what is the dice correlate to? So you said you rolled a one. Oh yeah. no, this yeah. is going to go poorly.
0: So you have, uh, like, you take turns of, like, your roll. So you have the actions you can do. And you say, oh, well, I want to do this or that. Okay. And, then, like, depending on how lenient the dungeon master is going to be, um, you can uh, pretty much do most things within, like, your power of your character. But if you say, "Hey, like I want to, like attack this goblin," and you roll yeah. a twenty, like your attack is going to hit. Okay. Um, and then you roll like your attack dice, which like depending on your stats, um, that's damage. how much power you have. And then, like, let's say you roll a one. Well, odds are you're not going to hit. You're probably going to get attacked <laughs> instead. Um, but like, it doesn't have to be just attacking. You be like, oh, well, I want to like try to like lie to the. Uh, like, prison warden to let me out of yeah. my cell. Okay, and like you roll for your charisma. So you have your stats, which will add like, you know, plus one or minus two okay. or whatever it is to like depending on so that the
1: you the, do. the number that you roll determines like the effectiveness of your yeah. action. Yeah, and, and like that particular action. kind of
0: up to the dungeon master, like how effective they want that to be, because like. You could roll a 20 and say, oh, well, I want to do something that's impossible. Okay. A Dungeon Master, you're super lean. You'd be like, yeah, sure, you do that. Or they could be like, well, you rolled... You're going to be able to do whatever the most you can do physically is. Okay. Yeah. That um, if that's a good way of putting it. I feel
2: like, I feel like you nailed it, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's like every character's a little different with their stats. Mm. Every enemy, like how I was saying, like, okay, say there's like a little goblin guy who's like kind of... You know, he's just pretty small. He's not a big of yeah. a deal. Maybe you have to roll above a four or something okay. to yeah. be able to hit him. But then there's, like, some massive giant guy. Okay. And the DM's creating these numbers. But okay. or, or sometimes there's templates of different monsters yeah. and stuff. Okay. It's like, okay, if you don't roll above a 17, you're going to miss. So it's, like, yeah. pretty hard.
1: Okay, so no, I have another question. Yeah. Um, I think I just forgot the question. It's okay. Uh,
0: when does the game end? So my first game, uh, I believe this is how it ended, I could be wrong, we, could, yeah. uh, we played for like four hours, and our first like official battle, we all got murdered. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I was like, Tragedy. is it supposed to be this hard? Because the way it kind of happened was I was like trying to figure out information, and I was trying to like, I rolled so poorly on a charisma throw that I ended up getting us into a battle with okay. i assume something that we weren't supposed to be fighting yet okay because uh, we were all dead by the end of the game okay <laughs> what, a, what a sad like that's <laughs> like a game of thrones ending right there yeah. <laughs> like a... but it depends like some campaigns are like there's a set like oh i played one with some friends for one night it's like okay the goal is you have to go like collect defeat this person and once you're done that's it yeah but like longer campaigns you'll make like you tell the Dungeons, like, hey, this is kind of what my character arc wants to be. And you can yeah. be like, okay, how do we work that into the story over time? Okay. And that's going to be a lot more work. And I think that's probably more what you're yeah, doing. Yeah.
2: Like, our, we're on the same one we've been in since January. And we've been doing it probably wow. every, either every, like, most weeks. So this probably, we probably miss a few. Yeah. But when we were together, when we started it in Minneapolis in January, this, by the way, Minneapolis in January is uh, it, it's, it's a, it's it's another story. That's, okay. That was, like, negative 20. So it was fun. Wow. My brother's like little house there is kind of like it feels kind of like a medieval like it's got stone walls and stuff because it's an old steel mill. Wow. In the eighteen hundreds. Super cool. That they repurpose into artist loft. So my brother wow. does music and so he's living there. It's like partially subsidized by the government. Wow. Kyle, you'd love it. State of the art design yeah. and stuff like that. Anytime like, I'd go. It's right on the river, but it's the old Pillsbury mill. So he lives in there, but so we were there in the height of winter, like negative whatever outside doing our little D sesh and little kind of dungeon that's super cool castle like vibes yeah so that was pretty sick start but we did probably that day we probably did or that trip was like three days we probably did four or five sessions a few nice. hours each wow we were doing other stuff too like we go out and eat uh, yeah, and come yeah. back and do it like we watched, <laughs> we watched like the matrix like we came back and like did it and then um
1: and then since then it's been every week few oh, hours. Like wait, did you hours. just slip in that f- y'all watched The Matrix? Yes. Or are you talking about like, like 1999, <laughs> 1999 Matrix? 1999. Yes.
2: Oh. Heck
1: yeah. Which, everything after that movie was just worse. All anyway. that, the sequels? All also, of them. Also, just any movie. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> any movie, yeah. Just society
0: at large. Yeah.
1: <laughs> after I took the red pill, nothing <laughs> was the same. Daniel's
0: like, why is everything so horrible right now? Fake and horrible. <laughs> Is basically I was born on October twenty first, nineteen ninety
2: nine and yeah. ever since yeah. Nothing went yeah. yeah. up to that but, yeah. moment. So October twenty So
1: you told us about your campaign. Yes. You said you've been doing it since Jan- January. Um <laughs> Is the enjoyment of this just from camaraderie, brotherhood, uh, uh community Yeah. I would say all of the above. Do you feel like when you say y'all y'all basically haven't missed a week? Mm-hmm. Um you've missed maybe one or two or whatever. Yeah. Okay. How nerdy are you? Because I want to I want to how often do you think about Dungeons and, dungeons and Dragons in between Wednesdays? Oh, so that's a, that's actually a good question. I
2: think somehow it's to the point where it's like I feel like I'm not thinking about it a ton throughout the week. unless okay. so there was like one week where I was like trying to think about my character's motivations and stuff like that. And so I was like <laughs> I was like, "You know what?" My brother's putting so much work in the in yeah. the DM. I got to step up my game and like and flesh out my character a little more. So I, one Saturday I did that, and that was like kind of fun. Spent a few hours on that. Okay. Created a cool little like backstory, and it paid off because the next session. So this is the coolest thing. It's like there's so much free reign. One of the other characters like asked me something about my backstory, and I was like, okay, this is clutch because I just thought through it all. Okay. So I like explained it, and so like, so besides that. I I should have probably put a little more time to it, but honestly I just kinda of think about while I'm doing it. Okay. My yeah. brother as the DM, he's putting more time into creating the plot and stuff pretty much
0: every week, like the next yeah. week. how often between Tuesdays do you think about young adults? That's the real question. <laughs> every day. Every day.
1: <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> but I, I I guess my question was I know yeah. that um, my dad growing up in the sixties and seventies, dun- Dungeons and Dragons yeah. I'm gonna say D and D. D and D came out in the seventies, seventy. I think I just looked it up. Okay. seventy four. I think. Okay, so come up on fifty. I know that, that you know the danger, the concern is like getting lost. Yes, into um, fantasy land. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, that's why I was asking because that's you could you could legitimately be like. Oh man, this is an amazing story. Right. And it it actually is kind of real life cuz you're the one that's writing there. the story or participating in the story so you could you could essentially unplug yeah. and be in the matrix. Um and yeah. give give like way too much time to things like that. I was just I yeah. wanted to ask the question.
2: That's actually a good question. And Kyle, you're welcome to go on this too. My initial thought is when I first heard about D&D like when I was little, people were like, oh, like, you know, that's, like, evil or something. Like, don't do that. It's <laughs> the same thing. And I think, I think part of that, I think there was a story in the 70s or 80s of, like, I think there were two guys that just got really into it. They got so into it that they, like, literally, like, that's all they did for, like, days on end. And I think they ended up, like, like beating each other up or, like, killing each other. Wow. <laughs> so I think there was one, like, story of people that just went right. way too far. Yeah. That were, like, they just like devoted everything to it and I think for me I think okay like that's what I thought about it beforehand and then like actually like doing it it's like totally different mm-hmm. it's actually the way I think about it is if, if like okay for example to me it's not too much different than like okay if you play for example if you're like r- like big into video games or something mm-hmm. and you play say Skyrim or like one of those open world games that like you can kind of get lost and you can like do whatever to me, it's kind of pretty much like one of those, except I think the benefit of it over some video games, and I'm, I like video games too, like I'm not judging mm. video games, but it's like you can kind of use your creativity more because you can kind of do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, that's what And I think like. what you are saying, though, it, which is a concern too with yeah. I think anything like that, is like, okay, mm. you know, if, if you get obsessed with anything, you can, well, yeah. you can get yeah. lost in it.
1: Fair. but and It just I think sounds, su- it's yeah. sounds super cool. It's like yeah. collaborative... Ever evolving, right? It's your a um, group.
0: I think that's a big aspect of it. It's yeah. like I think it's yeah. fun to do with a bunch of friends. Yeah,
1: there's like a there's like a the butterfly effect thing. Yeah. So if you make a decision, that it, it shapes the whole outcome of the game. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah,
2: that's really yeah. Cool. I think the group aspect is big too.
0: Yeah, because like it's just fun. I mean, growing up, I was like, yeah, it's just a nerdy thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, kind of what you're saying is like, it, it's the same as most. Like most things can be corrupted. Oh yeah, to be like used for bad. Like, I have a shirt yeah. that has like, if you draw a star like without lifting your pen. I have a friend who grew up where she ha- was not allowed to do that because that's a pentagram. Oh, and I'm see? like, kind of it's kind of a ridiculous thing to be like, oh well, a bunch of lines mm-hmm. is gonna make you hate Jesus, right? So I think in the same way, it's like things are only bad if you take them to be kind of the what's that, right. um, like if your brother like struggles with eating meat don't eat meat yeah yeah like kind of that right yeah um but yeah so kind of going off of that like what would you say to anyone who was considering playing
2: yeah i would say i would say give it a try and like you don't have to do a really in-depth one either you can do a very basic campaign Mm -hmm. you can completely follow the plot like my brother wanted to go in depth because we love like nerding out about Tolkien and all that but like when he, did, he, when he first played it with my cousins, they didn't go super in-depth. They just had kind of, like, a basic cool little story. And they were kind of, like, joking around more than they were, yeah, like, taking yeah. seriously. So you can really do it any way you want. You could go in-depth. You could, like, you know, just do a one-afternoon session, mm. like, like one of the ones you did. Like, okay, four or five hours, maybe everybody dies. Even then, it's yeah. kind of like a funny story. It's like, yeah. okay, we didn't make it very far. <laughs> yeah. So I think you can kind of take it any way you want, and it's worth a try. Cool. And it's yeah. hard to understand until you actually do it.
0: Well, speaking of getting lost in places, you're going yeah, to England. That's right. Uh, so, kind of tell um, us about uh, that whole process. What's that program? Like, why are you going to be there? Yeah,
2: that's a great question. Um, yeah, so super cool. It kind of came upon me randomly. Like, so basically, West End, like start with, West End has a partner church. We have lots of partner churches, but one of our partner churches is in Manchester, United Kingdom, right in the heart of the city. Um, and for those of you who don't know much about Manchester, I didn't know a ton about it, honestly, until, I, until this opportunity came up. But it's the second largest city in the UK, I believe, population-wise. And most of us know about Manchester from the, the soccer teams. Okay, yep. football. Football teams. Um, last Manchester last United. yeah. It's That's life. Right. Yeah. Football is life. A... Football is life. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it's great. Yeah. No, but basically. You know, <laughs> So, yeah. They, they People are going to think he's a local when he gets there. Yeah, uh, for so real. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What say, bro? Accent down. Um, watch it be like a totally different accent. <laughs>
1: anyways, though. You're going to be like, who is this idiot? Who is this clown? That what is he like, talking about? Oh, you're from that
0: <laughs> region? Disgusting. I'm <laughs> from
1: I'm a
2: Southampton guy. Yeah. It's like I'm using the same accent for like everything. But anyways, Manchester, cool city. Heart of the Industrial Revolution as well. So it's wow. big in his big history. It's also interesting because it's one of the like for a church to be there because mm-hmm. it's one of the most secular. Like the UK is already way more secular than the U- mm-hmm. than the US, and we're yeah. heading that way. But Manchester itself is like the heart of a lot of those movements that started. Like for example, Marxism started there. Yeah. Um, I'm about to sneeze.
0: No, you're good. Do it. We'll cut it from the podcast. I felt. Oh no! I no, stopped it. Stop, guys! Daniel stopped his own sneeze. Is he magical? I have the power. Shh. Jesus be praised yeah praise be. Praise, praise. sorry we, we <laughs> cut all that I, mean, <laughs> I was going to have a
1: super loud like, sneeze on them Ugh, sorry
0: I can just lower that section and be like the quietest sneeze ever <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> so quiet the doesn't <laughs> but, uh,
2: but uh impressive anyways that was too much about Manchester yeah. cool, cool city I found out about this opportunity through Weston. the pastor from that church was here visiting with his family so I met him then I met him again, I went with my parents, because I wasn't doing anything that weekend, they both went up to um, um, Charlotte, North Carolina, for the UK Partnership mm-hmm. Conference, and it was like all these UK pastors and all these like American pastors, and basically they're all working together, it's called the UK Partnership. US churches that are like usually larger and more well-funded, helping out mm-hmm. UK churches, which are, you know, besides the Anglican church, which is also kind of dying, most of the churches are smaller and they don't have a lot of funds. Mm-hmm. So, I went there, met the pastor again, he was there, I just happened to see him, and then he told me about this, like, internship opportunity, and I was, like, trying to figure out, I just graduated last year, I was like, I don't really know what I want to do yet, but I studied international relations after I switched out of architecture, which yeah. we mentioned earlier, um, and so I was like, dang, I really don't know what I want to do, but I love the UK, and, like, um, I've always wanted to study abroad, didn't get to because of COVID, and I've, I've been working parts on a West End doing, like, sound and music stuff and in high school i worked at a church like part-time as well so i feel like there was like a bunch of little interests that kind of came together and i was like you know what this could be a cool opportunity i'm just yeah. gonna apply for it so it's basically a one-year internship and it's kind of similar to the fellows program which weston helps host here in nashville mm-hmm. that's also in a lot of different cities but it's similar to that in that Yeah, Yeah, there's 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 the good looking up Manchester on Google. Nice, it's a pretty cool looking place. Like it's very creative Mm. city. Seems cool. Um, but yeah, so it's a one year thing, and you're basically learning how to, like, live as a Christian, how to serve like in a church, um, and like basically you they help you grow in your career skills, like soft career skills. Okay, like you know teamwork. Like you're literally working Mm -hmm. on staff at the church as an intern. So you like you have say on the staff. It's a pretty Mm -hmm. small church. Um, so you're learning teamwork, leadership, serving others, and basically there's a bunch of different roles. So I'm going to be helping with, um, kind of the creative, so both the creative side. So I'm going to be using some of the stuff I learned in architecture, but also learning more graphic design Mm -hmm. stuff because they're a super creative church. They have to be in that city because it's a creative city and that's the only way they can get people in. It's like, so they have really cool graphic design. I have to show you guys the website.
0: The only reason we can get people into West End is Daniel making hip references.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah. We got <laughs> reference to a here. song from 2007 tonight. That was so We hip. were
2: there, so hip that nobody got the reference. I don't think anybody got the too, <laughs> too hip for us. Yeah. You're too cool for us, Daniel. Too cool for school, mm-hmm. but just cool enough for church. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so was it hard but. for you? Was it hard for you thinking about going over there and doing this, or were you like? I know you said you immediately, like, you wanted to study abroad. Yeah. So there's that. Um, in terms of raising money and thinking about yeah, leaving America um, for an extended period of time. Um, how did you kind of go through that? Did you take it to the Lord? Was there, like, um, wisdom that you saw at discernment? Was there advice from people? Yeah. You know,
2: it definitely, that's, that's a really good question, and it definitely um, took a while to decide, because I was actually looking at the fellows program as well, um, and I got into a few different church at fellows, so I got into fellows in D.C., um, there's one called Capital Fellows, and another one, I actually got into the one by UVA, training. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, uh, that's where,
0: what's his face, um, basketball coach goes. Oh, cool. Um, Is he Tony Bennett. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. we talked about him, yeah, that's cool. Beautiful about voice. Him.
2: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and he just passed away. Sadly, that Tony Bennett. Sorry for our listeners
0: hearing about this just now. Tragedy. Mm-hmm. But Gotta go listen to Tony
1: after this. But just so too good to be true. Mm. Yeah. Isn't he the one that sings that? Just couldn't tell you. Oh, I was crickets. I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I thought you were about his death and like it's just no. Bad. He's don't the don't one that sings about. that you're just too good to be true, right?
0: I feel uh, like he has so many. other Maybe songs. not. I don't know.
1: Okay, write in and tell us, <laughs> listeners. Thank you,
0: manly Josh, every listening. Or Carolina, you're probably listening as well. Thank you. If you're listening and I haven't named you, please tell me. I would like to know who listens to this. So I'm listening. Thank you, Will. We all hear you. Yeah, Thank Daniel listening.
1: Yeah. This. So, anyways, back to the question. Yes. The decisions. How you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm rambling. Um, <sighs> but to my thoughts, trying to condense it. Okay. So it was a hard decision. Um, and I was battling between that and for a while. And I was like, part of me was like, okay. Maybe Fellows makes more sense because, like, I'm going to be getting a job outside of the church, and I don't know if I want to do ministry full-time, so I'm not, like, doing Mm -hmm. this UK thing because I want to do ministry necessarily full-time, even though I'm interested in learning about, in learning about, like, all the stuff I'm going to be learning, but, like, so it was about between that and Fellows, and I literally was, like, back and forth between this and DC Fellows, like, for probably, like, a week or two, like, week and a half, and it was, like, kind of stressful. I was, like, dang, like... I really could see myself at either one because like yeah. the D.C. Fellows Program I got into was the church my parents went to wow. like out of college like where they met so like that so there was some connections there and I was like oh it would be cool to do the same one where my parents were and like D.C. is such a cool city yeah, like, in some way lots of career opportunities and it would help me figure out career stuff which yeah. I didn't really know and I'm still figuring out mm. but then I feel like God just was like pulling my heart more towards Manchester and like, I was like, okay, God, I'm kind of frustrated just, like, make this clear, and I feel like it just kind of, like, kind of clicked, and I was like, you know what? This will be, like, a really unique opportunity yeah. to, like, grow in faith, like, you know, I'm not figuring out directly what I want to do next career-wise, but it'll help me grow a lot as a person, mm. grow in, like, good skills that I can carry on wherever. Yeah. Learn how to be, learn how to serve in a church, which I'll be doing all my life, no matter whether I'm in ministry or not. Mm. And then learn how to minister in a culture that's, or like minister and then like just live in a culture that's very secular, which is so different than here. Yeah. And so I think that's that definitely excites me, and I'm interested to see how they approach it. Yeah. Um, as a church in the middle, in the heart of such a secular like mm-hmm. place, so
0: yeah. Man. Yeah. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're very excited to see where that takes you. Thank I you. I would always recommend someone go. Someplace that's not the United States, if they have the option.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you've tried. You've traveled quite a bit too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would love to go, like, study abroad. I my one study abroad opportunity would have been during COVID, so everything got canceled. Yeah. Um, But now I'm so jealous you're gonna get to go to England, dude. But but we're gonna miss you around here. Thank you. Yeah, but um, it's it's been
2: a good community for the time being, for sure. Like, and I actually, that's been a bittersweet thing because I feel like these last like three or four months. Like really connected mm-hmm. and thanks I mean Kyle I feel like you've been good at like inviting me and stuff I feel like a lot of the young adults have been good at like kind of including me since I'm newer and stuff like that and probably people helped include you guys when mm-hmm. you came in oh so, right. Paulson
0: yeah Paulson yeah Paulson Paulson's I like I we'll wait Paulson and see you come here your 20th time maybe we'll invite you
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know that I studied abroad no she's Who was now my you? wife hey oh <laughs> wow. good one classic
0: you does guys your like that, does, that? Does, yeah. your, does your wife know that you studied her? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm still trying to learn everything I can about <laughs> her.
0: When's the test? <laughs> when he gets home after the this. T- yeah, every, every day. Every day when <laughs> I get home. The test you know, gets harder every minute. Yeah. I love you, Taylor. Goes. If
1: you ever listen to this, I uh, love you so much. Thank you
0: for uh, letting us borrow him on Tuesday. Yes. Night. Thank you. Yes. But, uh, well, yeah. She
1: is my girl, and some people would say that she's my Barbie girl.
2: No. <laughs> oh. Is that a segue? All right, segue. Uh, <laughs> Daniel so,
0: went to see Barbie. He was gonna go by himself, but then his wife graciously went with him. My wife was and like,
1: so "If interested. we get a babysitter, can I go with you? Because I haven't like been out into the real world in forever." My wife—that's <laughs> uh, what Barbie did. My wife works from home, true. and so the bulk of her interaction comes uh, with our puppy, <laughs> and our two young daughters, and me. So you know, God help her. And she's <laughs> fine would, with the kids, but Daniel, my gosh. yeah, I would love to, <laughs> to get out. So, um, Logan Smith graciously agreed to come over eat dinner with us on Saturday night and hang out with us for a little bit, and then nice. we basically just put the girls down, and she just like did some some prep. She's a teacher. She did some prep for yeah, uh, start of school to while you we went on and, your... yeah. While well, well, me and Taylor went and watched uh, Barbie, me and nice. me and Taylor and like n- like ninety other females in the, in <laughs> yeah, the were, they wearing, were, uh, were they wearing uh? they the pink? All pictures. wearing pink.
0: Oh man, we went to a, mo- a different movie this past weekend, and people were still coming in with like really the pink and they're like Dude, like super dressed up. I know. Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, it was this past weekend, and
1: it was. Yeah. It's been out for three weeks now. We went yeah.
0: like. 1 p.m. on a t- Saturday. Wow! And it was like that. But, um... That was just this Saturday. It was... Where did you go? go we uh, went to go see the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. was it good? Yeah, it was fine. I never really... Get, and also wanted to see it. So, like, honestly, we have the past, so I'll go see any we're, movies. We're diverging not. here from, Yeah, like, yeah we're we'll probably to
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, favorite thing in the world. Really? Like, <laughs> obsessed it with was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was not Barbie. Second, not second. I Barbie. think okay. which, my which turtle? Ninja Turtles beat up Barbie a lot. Which, which turtle were you? What's your favorite? So I would say Leonardo was uh, definitely my favorite. But saying. I loved the the comedy of of Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the cowabunga, the dude, yeah. the pizza guy. Oh, my God. So, he did some good art, too. Have you guys guy. ever seen the, like, the 90s movies that were, like, no, but I haven't even seen like that literally guys in like turtle costumes This is my
0: first turtle thing I've seen. Oh okay, this okay. is your first exposure to the realm. Yeah, the only so- the only other thing is my friends like for my birthday got me a massive Michelangelo like action figure thing. I don't know, they just found a okay. target for like okay. half off, and they're like do you want this? I'm like, I don't know. It was funny. Like, people <laughs> gave you those random thing, but.
1: Apparently, like, so like, exactly. the comics, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles were like, extremely graphic and violent. Oh, oh and then they kind of like, commercialized it for, you know, children and stuff. Hmm. Um,
2: was it on Disney Channel? I don't or was think. Nickelodeon? Like, yeah. Nickelodeon. 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 Yeah, it is Nickelodeon.
1: That's right. I yeah. mean, in the 90s, it was,
0: nineties. Yeah.
1: it was like, action figures, toys, hmm. everything. Well, it came from Daredevil
0: originally. Was, like, based on oh, okay, okay. I yeah. knew it was
1: is is that Marvel or DC? Ask. That's yeah, Marvel. Yeah, okay. I
0: mean, someone they pretty much like liked the idea and they wanted to make something more t- geared towards kids, even though okay. it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, technically, the same accident that uh, gave Daredevil his powers, like whatever liquid that was, went in the sewers and gave the turtles. They call it,
1: they call it the ooze. The ooze. Yeah. <laughs> Were in, they in Ninja Turtles lore, they do. In the
2: lore. Yeah, are you are you well versed? No, world? no, 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 no. I just this is his
1: second Bible <laughs> from being young. So they had these live action movies that came out. It's it was crazy. literally like if you put a turtle costume on top of me, not really, but it was it was <laughs> next um, week Tuesday in the It look was actually pretty movie. pretty stinking cool the way yeah. that they had these actors in a turtle costume. Um, you should look them up. I, I think the first one is just called I, I, I don't know it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Second one is called. Um, Were they teens? It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the Return of the Ooze, or yes. the Story of the Ooze, or <laughs> something like that. The third one was super weird, and it should have never been made. <laughs> they somehow got transported back to, um, like I don't know what you would call it, but like, um, um old Japan. Nice. So like samurai, um, and a so idiot. the bad guy in the, in the turtles is the shredder, and so like his ancestors, I think his name is actually Hamato Yoshi. Um, That's cool. Yeah, we're Kyle in can Japan for that right, when yeah. he's yeah. there. I'll go I'll ask. Him, like, ask. have
0: you heard of the shredder? Like, where is he? <laughs> ask him <laughs> where Hamato Yoshi sh- is. Hamato yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> no.
1: They'll, no. They'll, they take you. They'll take you to. He's over like, you he came from America. Um, <laughs> so, so Barbie I just come out. With Barbie yes Barbie yeah my uh, Leonardo when I was young Leonardo and Barbie had a lot of um, mm-hmm. date nights together nice. right usually ended up with um, my sister yelling at me for barring her Barbie or something like that <laughs> um, anyways I expected awesome. so the question on our, our outline is like what did you expect going I'll be super honest I expected extreme feminism I expected mm-hmm. like beat you over the head with it I expected to roll my eyes a lot. Um, mm. I expected to have maybe not hot takes, but I expected to be like, okay, this is why I don't watch many secular movies anymore. Yeah. I could not have been more wrong. Yeah.
0: Like, I went in and I was like, I'm either going to really like this or really hate it because it seems like <laughs> a lot of the reviews that I was looking at, people were like, this was a very funny, like, it. Or people were like, "Well, it just wasn't geared towards me," so it was either going to mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, well, that just wasn't for me," or I was going to really like it.
2: Um, yeah.
0: What kind of was it? Your...
2: I would say honestly, I just saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, "This looks pretty fun." Yeah. And <laughs> the cast was good, so I was yeah.
3: like,
0: "We did yeah, the Oppenheimer." Oppenheimer. Like, so we went yes. to uh, Oppenheimer and the double, double feature.
2: feature. Yeah, we World did. We open did open the double and feature and at Oppenheimer,
0: um, we saw uh, Nicole Kidman said, yeah. and Keith uh, Urban in our row. They were sitting uh, in a row. Polly got oh, like, to sit right next legit? to them. Yeah. Right legit? <laughs> they were right there.
2: Literally in the back corner.
1: Yeah, of you know what's the crazy is if you go to the AMC movie theaters like see Nicole the Kidman. I'm, I'm sure
2: that's why they weren't at AMC. <laughs> She's probably tired of seeing her own face on <laughs> yeah. the yeah.
1: screen. Like... I'm tired of seeing her fake face <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. Shout out. We love you. You're awesome. If you're watching this.
2: Yeah. Uh, we enjoyed sitting next to you as well. Yeah. 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 But. But.
1: So
0: it did subvert Daniel's expectations.
1: Mm. So I'll say this: I, I, I um, got sent so a couple, a couple of different. It's crazy how like uh, yeah. uh, prevalent that Barbie is in the zeitgeist right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge. The pink, the pink shirts. Yeah. Whatever. I had a, a few different pastors, not connected to each other, mm-hmm. all send me like reviews of mm-hmm. Barbie, and like theological analysis, yeah. and like how should we as Christians enter into the conversation. That's Um, it's super like popular right now. People are talking about it. Uh, so I saw maybe like five seconds of a clip or of a preview and was like, okay, this actually looks funny. Yeah. And it was where, where Ken was like, um, it was early in the movie. Ken says something like, can I stay over tonight? And she's like, and do what? And he just (laughs) like, with the, with the funniest kind of face in response he just like I don't know like it's like he truly doesn't know it's like I know that we're supposed to be like boyfriend and girlfriend I have no idea why I would have to stay over but I thought that was so funny and Gosling's delivery there was funny and I was like okay I could probably see this yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: everyone in the movie just like phenomenal uh, like acting like the story was funny I think there was a lot of t- things in the movie that like was kind of had a, uh, an agenda but I think mm. more often than not I felt like it served well in a way that I think like did what it should have done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Towards opening the conversation of like gender equality and stuff like that and sometimes it kind of leaned more towards um, like one way or another but I think the more like uh, you've mentioned like the Popcorn Theology yeah. podcast that Daniel mentioned to me and they kind of opened it up to me. It's like if you think about it of, like, the men in the Barbie world as, like, the women in society now. It'll kind of change the way you feel about that. And it's a very satirical movie, so I think mm-hmm. anyone who... Like, it makes fun of Barbies, it makes fun of Ken's, it makes fun of women, it makes fun of men. I think yeah. it's gonna... Yeah, I think it's well-rounded. No yeah. Way. It's gonna do a good job of making sure it's not gonna, like, overly push on one group or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I really liked it. I thought it was one of the most solid I mean there's been a lot of movies this summer that or like this year even that have just come out have been like not good yeah and uh-huh. I think like I can I can see why it's gotten so much mm-hmm. attention and why it's just bursting out of the water in the box office I think one of the yeah. things
1: I would love this is probably a conversation that most most of our girl like our friends who are girls would be like there's three dudes sitting in a room talking about Barbie you should have <laughs> a girl talk about this right but i'm wondering if this movie addressed issues that aren't issues today but are issues like 50 years ago. Mm, maybe. And um that was kind of my only like when when you the question is like, like how how would you rate this movie? Yeah. I think there's a few things that are like i thought there was one um um joke one kind of like um like, I don't know, the, the, the beach-off thing early in the yeah. movie, I was like, is that what this the movie's going to be? Like, do you remember what I'm, do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like the, the, the euphemisms, yeah. yeah. No, they're like, oh, let's okay. have a, a beach-off. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. Yeah. like
0: the, the time yeah. is like, oh, like, what's your job? I do beach? Like, like do, you, do you have an opening for beach here? Oh, yeah, yeah he's like, I'm yeah. beach. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But the whole, like,
1: beach Sorry, we're spoiling the movie. Didn't yeah, you go see it?
2: Yeah, it's still worth seeing it. That
1: that line of joking, I, I didn't love it. And I was like, this is going to be the whole movie. But it wasn't. That was kind of like the slapstick thing where I was we like, We had no, a couple moments that didn't end. Yeah.
0: But overall, I think it, it's kind of yeah. The
1: satire was brilliant. Yeah. satire was amazing. Even if yeah. you don't like all of the messaging, which I don't, honestly don't think that the messaging was like... I don't, I don't think it was, like, that bad. It wasn't extreme. Yeah. It wasn't, like, super woke. It wasn't, like, uber feminist agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of funny. I mean, like, yeah. Barbie literally was made as this, like, perfect image <laughs> that only represented like... It represents, like, hardly any girl. No right. it person who owns
0: a Barbie is going to be like, this <laughs> represents me. Right, but, yeah.
1: but it also gives... I mean, I never thought that I was a ninja turtle. You know, it, it gives it gives like something to aspire to, or it gives something to like some kind of like hope, or some kind of like I yeah. can be a businesswoman, or I could be a doctor, or I could be. You know, maybe you aren't gonna look perfect. Nobody will. Right. Um And then some of the other I'm not gonna look like a Lego man. And I thought that I wish there was I could, yeah <laughs> I thought that Dream. popcorn popcorn Dream. theology those guys did a really good job of talking through some of the theological themes Mm -hmm. in the movie. Like there's that creator creature meeting at one point. Yeah. What was I made for? What's my purpose? Mm -hmm. That was super cool. One of the things Mm -hmm. the creator's like, I can't tell you your purpose. And I'm like, you literally can like (laughs) the creator can tell it. But anyways, there's stuff like that. But overall, I mean, I would out of a, out of 10, I would give it like a 8.8. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say nine. eight or nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. There were some belly laughs for mm-hmm. me in the theater. There were some
2: yeah, great, great jokes. I'll say, uh, "I'm Kenneth." Was, yeah. one, was one of those. Yes, yeah, yeah. and t-shirt. I still need to
1: get that, that hoodie. Oh, but
0: honestly, we were okay. all looking at the hoodie at the end that he had, and we we're all like, "I would totally wear so, that." I would yeah. rock Iconic. his
1: style like right now. You,
0: I mean, honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think Daniel looks a lot like Ryan Gosling. Yeah,
1: Daniel so, Gosling crazy I don't I do not people like in, in podcasts I do not look anything like Ryan Gosling he does. my friend in college used to tell me that I look like Ryan Gosling well now we all know I don't see it as much I see as much
0: I can see it more in like your vibe you put on you know what? okay
1: cool I can see it a little bit actually the more I think about it one of my, one of my friends would say Bradley Cooper I don't see it and then one of my friends would say Gosling And Gosling I'm not anywhere close to Ryan Gosling I think you just have, like, the, the general dude's like per- Perfection. Like, not a lot of
0: his outfits that he wears, I'm like, Daniel could wear that. <laughs> the leather and the fur. A lot of the outfits that
2: he wears, I think Daniel wore first Yeah, well. I can yeah. see in a little Brian cowboy was, yeah. Yeah. uniform. I think and all of the movie, the, the Barbie outfits in the movie, all the male outfits
0: yeah. were inspired by Daniel's Especially, outfits. yeah, they like,
1: because, like because of my washboard abs and chisel sex. <laughs> yes.
0: Particularly. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your workout, regimen? Bro, you don't even want to know. Okay. You don't even want don't to know. Don't tell
1: me. <laughs> yeah, if someone's considering to see it, I would say go. It's, yeah, it's it. fun.
0: It's got a lot to think about. Um, I think it's a good conversation starter. Uh, you don't have to agree with everything in the movie to, to yeah. like it. Um, you know, I think it, it's an adorable movie that you're not going to agree with some of the things in there, but it's going to be a good time. So. I agree. Yeah. I, I think, and I would
2: echo what you guys were saying earlier, I think you know there are a couple moments where it's like oh maybe they're trying to hit it over a little bit too over the head mm. with you know whatever the agenda is but I think like honestly 99% of it was not that and I think it made me even think about it someone who like, yeah. doesn't necessarily be like oh I want to agree with everything feminism mm. says it was also like okay yeah that makes total sense it's like okay like it is kind of they're kind of making fun of patriarchy it's like okay that kind of makes sense it's like you know, seeing it from the reverse perspective, like okay, this is what women were going through, and like this is what like the guys were going through in Barbie world, or yeah, whatever. I just thought it was pretty, really clever, mm-hmm. and it kind of like it definitely made me think. So yeah, I think
1: showing showing the reverse of something, which is kind yeah. of like the satire way, right, is like such a brilliant way to get a point across. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I I thought they did a really good job in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Um, I think that um, it raises some good questions. Mm-hmm. I think I told uh, some friends the other day that I think the the biggest thing that I took out of it, and the movie may not have intended to give this message, the message that I got w- from it was mm-hmm. that you don't. I think I may have said this to you the other day. You don't fix injustice by injustice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's good just so it's it's the whole like oppressor oppressed mm-hmm. class thing if the oppressed class just becomes an oppressor then that's not equality yeah just that's just a 180 yeah. degree reverse mm-hmm. and it's still injustice so i think the movie did a good job of showing like no matter who's in power yeah like it's not it's not that i need to be in power and it's not even that i want equality i want like i want to be recognized for my worth Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I that's at least what I took from it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think that's a good takeaway. Cool.
0: Alright, um, well we're over a little bit over an hour into this. Mm. Um so Dan, are there anything coming up at West End, uh, in the near future? I know there's late mm. day, but this yes. will probably be out after. This won't that. be
1: out yeah, this won't be out in time for late day. Um, no, I would say just uh TBD. we we've mm. uh, Secured a pretty cool spot for Big Pig Jig in wow. October. Um, nice. Sadly, the place we did Big Pig Jig last year fell through, mm. um, which was a sweet spot. Did you? Were you around for Big Pig Jig not. last year? Okay. And sadly, I will not be
2: here for. Okay, yeah. all four, yeah. I'll fly back for it though. You know, yeah. it'll be worth it. Big Pig Jig. Probably. I don't even know what it
0: is. I don't think, but you know, it's the one event. I'm on
1: so it is. <laughs> if you think of like your, if you think of like your perfect, well, it might not be everyone's. Yeah. I would I would describe it as your perfect fall day. Mm. Yeah. Um there's some hay bales, there's nice. some fire, pumpkins, there's some barbecue, there's, there's football, um, we'll have football on the TV, uh lawn so, games, you know a stuff like that. There's a raffle, the pigs. which is usually flannels, fun. flannels. there's usually the pie not contest. any pigs. Not pigs pie pig. contests, which we started two years ago, which Sounds I think sick. is a huge hit. What, so did you, you just win? like...
0: I did not win. Nah, is it no. like you just trying to
2: won. eat the most pie you can? Or no. no make, of, uh, who makes the best
1: pie? Oh, yeah.
0: You won? No, no. I made a creme brulee pie. And I it was amazing. Win. I shouldn't have won. It was amazing. That man. sounds incredible. Yours was, it was just great. Who won? It's won? a popularity contest. I think Glory won, and then the year before, was it Catherine won? Yeah. 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 Whoever makes the pecan pie typically wins, I guess, is what yeah. it is. I think last year
1: Adrian or so, someone made like a chocolate pecan pie. Yeah. That didn't win, but I think, I think I may have voted for that one. Yeah, and then Lyra
0: uh, bought a pie from McDonald's and submitted it as Daniel's. <laughs>
1: you bought a pie from McDonald's and wrote my I name. I did know you
0: invented the McDonald's pie. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, Daniel Meek, Daniel McDonald, Daniel M- Meek, that's
1: it. I'm currently working on you know getting our, our fellows program. You mentioned fellows earlier. Yes. Um, fellows are coming in two, uh, two or three weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, just getting all that established. Nice. Um, going from August into September at, at probably any church, but especially our church, mm-hmm. is like shifting from neutral into just overdrive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Ministry really takes off when school starts back. Um, everybody's getting back. I everybody's guess. getting back. For me, it doesn't feel any different. The young adults th- thing feels it feels almost uh, more hectic during the summer, hmm. um, mm-hmm. and I think that's just because for some reason summer feels sporadic and like there's not as many people around. Mm-hmm. And then fall is just like you put your plan in place and it, it starts to go and everything's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, anything anything uh, coming up for you guys? I know you're. Leaving soon. Just leaving soon. Just visa went
2: through. Just fundraising and stuff now. So, um, actually, I'll have to if I if I haven't sent you guys the link for my giving page, I'll have to do that. Yes, please do all you listeners as well.
0: But Josh, this video.
2: Just just Josh, Josh. please. I, I'm expecting yeah. to get 100 percent of my funds from from Josh. Um,
3: hopefully.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, just that. Just figuring all that stuff out. And yeah, for me. Not a whole lot. I mean, I'm moving at the end of the month, and then I'll be going to Japan for a couple of weeks, uh, which will be fun. Um But, yeah, not a whole lot. Just chillin'. Really. Cool. All right, well, um, thank you guys for listening. Will, thank you for coming on. We've enjoyed our time with you. We're thank you, yeah. grateful to have some more until you leave us. Yes, um, I will stay uh, we'll involved be, as much as I can for you. Yeah, mm. we'll be rooting for you in... Uh, England and waiting your return. Thank
2: you, and then I'll see Daniel in
0: yes, Ireland. Ireland, the oh, oh, uh,
1: jolly country. Uh, jolly good. Down under. I'll see you down <laughs> under <laughs> in down Ireland. The down, down governor.
2: Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, enough cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye guys. Bye. All right.